Hi everyone, it's Emma and Liv, and we're your meta sidekicks. Wow, Em's really good at pushing buttons. She's got really good timing. She got exactly at five when we were waiting for the ambient noise to be recorded. And today, we are going to be talking about dream interpretations. Are you ready for this hour-long tangent? It's <laughs> exactly what it's going to be. Of us just talking about our dreams and about the dream realm. <laughs> And how you can interpret the certain things in the dreams, because we've got a couple of them that we have not yet interpreted, but as a psychic medium, and... Uh, but we also, 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 before before I'm, you want me to tell people that I'm a psychic medium, we got a cool book, guys. <laughs> <laughs> which we are going to use to uh, break down the dreams that we're going to talk about today, which are really weird, and they're going to include hypnopopic hallucinations... Uh, what's the one that I have? Sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. And then <laughs> also just... Sleep paralysis demons. What it's like to be a psychic medium and have weird, vivid dreams all the and time. Having lucid dreams. Yeah, lucid dreams. Because I one. feel like most people who are psychic mediums have lucid dreams. I'm not one of those people. <laughs> but also I'm not. Clair- clairvoyant is not my, th- my, 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 my strong suit. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. I describe my dreams to Em all the time, and she's like, "You literally know what type of tree was in your damn dream from yeah. like when you were thirteen. And I was like, "Well, yeah." And she's, she's like, like, "That's not normal." She'll be like, "I'm drinking coffee. I know exactly what I put in the coffee, but the dream was actually about this. But I was very concerned about the details of what my coffee was." And I'll be like, "Cool." <laughs> <laughs> so. Dream interpretation is the process of assigning meanings to dreams, and although it's associated with some forms of psychotherapy, there is no reliable evidence, according to the sciencey people, that understanding or interpreting dreams has a positive impact on someone's mental health. But for a super, super long time, dreams have been important, cross-culturally and cross-historically. So we're going to talk about the history of dreams? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, i like how there's a history about dreams like people like just suddenly started having them well no it's not that they suddenly started having them it's just that people have always had dreams and they're like maybe these are important and it doesn't maybe matter like the future yeah and it doesn't matter what time frame or civilization these people are or were from dreams had some sort of significance within their society or culture or personally so yeah. Many ancient societies, such as the Egyptian and Greek societies, um, thought that dreaming was a supernatural form of communication or means of divine intervention, and that the messages could be interpreted by people also with these super cool superpowers of having ridiculously vivid dreams. So they were like, what's the word? What is Jesus? A prophet? Well, I don't know if they were prophets. They were more just like, I guess... When people would talk about dreams, I get, I mean, when I talk about dreams to you, you're like, that's not normal. That's really oh, weird. <laughs> and then other people will just say, I, d- I don't dream. I don't. And if I do dream, I have no idea what those dreams are. Yeah, or- guys, there, there are people that don't dream. My boyfriend, who's sitting on the other side of the room right now, doesn't dream. And I saw this TikTok that was like, people who don't dream are people who are hyper analytical about what they're seeing in their world. So that's why they don't dream because they just analyze things so much that they don't like process things visually in their head while dreaming or something. So if someone 
walks up to you and they're like, I know what exactly what I put in my coffee and the world was exploding around me, but I knew that it was just a dream. You're probably clairvoyant. <laughs> uh, other people are like, you got some supernatural communication powers there, bucko. And you're like, yeah, wow. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But, you um, can tell the future because you probably like, if you're very, I don't know, if you have very vivid dreams, you probably have other clairs that support that, which would make you, I don't know, sought out as someone who can see the future. Or because spirits know, see, hear, and feel everything, they'll use you to communicate uh, information because they know that you have those abilities. Well, yeah, but I'm saying people would see you as, like, some savant of some sort, <laughs> like a prophet. <laughs> well, that's an interesting way to look at just little old me or little old you or little other schmediums out there. Well, because if you have such a connection to visual stimulus or whatever, you probably are clairvoyant as well. Hence color-coding our Asana page <laughs> instead of doing things. Guys, she she needed to do research for this video, but instead of doing the research for 30 whole minutes, she decided it was a good idea to go into our task manager and put little pictures for each one of the tasks for a half hour. And, and, and other colors. Yeah, and they're color coded. <laughs> I don't make the rules that my brain plays. I just go with it. Executive dysfunction. <laughs> so... There has been evidence of Sumerian and Mesopotamian dream interpretation that dates back to at least 3100 BC, which is ridiculous, like super crazy. I mean, they, not really, because people keep dreaming. Well, yeah, stop. but for us to find it nowadays and be like, oh, oh that's what you mean. These people were really in intrigued for us to know with about it. Yes. And that they documented it like, yeah, and kept things about it. It was obviously important to them that we found it so many years later. Or they're just trying to figure it out because it makes no sense to them. Same thing that we're doing. Same, same, but different. Yeah, I don't think they care that other people know about it. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but it was important to them. Anyways, um, yeah, I just think it's cool that people yeah. from that long ago were like, we got these trying crazy head movies. Head <laughs> movies. <laughs> what does it mean? So... Dreams were also sometimes seen back then as a means of seeing into other worlds. And it was thought that the soul or some part of your soul moved out of your sleeping body and actually dreamed or visited the places that you dreamed about. So we talked about that before. <laughs> yeah, in our YouTube video. But it literally still blows no, my mind. No, we talked about it in a different podcast. No, I, I remember. And okay. I was like, let's save this for another podcast. This is this podcast, guys. So buckle oh. the fuck up. Well, they were <laughs> blowing up my mind then, too. Yeah. <laughs> so there's two different forms of, like, moving, I guess, when you're dreaming. Or, like, I don't understand it. Are so you mean your soul moving out of your body type deal? Or... Or, or just like being within the dream realm type thing. Gotcha. Well, but it's not even the dream realm. Okay, so. Are you talking about dreaming and astral projection? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So there's two. There's astral projection and then like. The dream remote realm. viewing of different dimensions. Oh, you're talking about your mediumship stuff. Yes. Because, tr uh, what is it? Mm. Astral projection yes. <laughs> is physically having your soul leave your body to go to other physical places or dimensions, but as a soul. Whereas retro viewing is like, I'm sitting here right now and I can see what someone's doing in Seattle. Like looking in through my a head. telescope. Oh, really good telescope. Oh, really good telescope. <laughs> really good telescope. <laughs> yeah. Or like when I'm speaking to souls, it's like I'm re remote viewing them from heaven and they're talking to me. 
Yeah. Because I'm not physically in the spirit realm, but the souls are in the spirit realm and they're communicating information to me through my clear abilities. So that's like remote viewing because I'm not, my soul's still in my body and my body's still in my body in the physical world, but I can see it. So astral projecting literally just blows my mind. I don't understand it. First off, astral projecting, since she's talking about it, astral projecting is where your soul or your spirit leaves your physical body and is able to go to different locations. So you can go across the world, you can go to a different dimension, you can go wherever the hell you want. It's really dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, because if something happens to you as a soul while you're out of your body, your body's not going to wake up again, guys. Well, it's also that, but higher dimensional beings... A lot of times they know you're not supposed to be there and they know that you don't know anything about it. So they will (laughs) screw with you. Which is weird. And then, okay, maybe I shouldn't go into this. What? What about like people that are in comas? Well, we kind of got into that with, um, I thought your mom started to talk about it. But they're essentially like, they're in the spiritual realm. Yes, they are. That's why there's there's so many people that go through comas and then wake up from the coma and they're like, I was somewhere else, you guys. That's so weird. Yes. But you can what literally if, like, look up videos about it. But what if it's not even associated with like a physical illness, but like somebody that knows that they're astral projecting, like actually does it, and then their like family member finds them and they're like, they're in a coma, but they just don't know how to get back. Oh, that also happens. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's like a story about this little girl who was like talking to the fairies. Don't be scared of fairies. I'm going to talk about fairies. But she like made a contract with the fairies because like she knew them in a past life or whatever. And she was going to go to the fairy realm or the fae realm to help them. So she essentially went into a coma because her spirit went to the fairy realm, the fae realm. Was this a book? It was a story. I don't know. I found it on the internet. That's so crazy. Ugh. I like like the idea of that. It's scary, but I also like the idea of it. But it's kind of like dreams, but different in a sense. So we talked about this in one of our other podcasts, but essentially what happens is you are a multidimensional being, meaning you have a three-dimensional form and you have a fourth-dimensional spirit. So that would mean that when you are sleeping, your fourth-dimensional spirit can like intermingle kind of in the spiritual realm or in the fourth dimension so we figured this out in our youtube video but what happens when you're sleeping is you are going into like your spiritual space or like this i don't know how to explain it like the spiritual space in which your soul exists yeah so it is you but it also is a space for you if you were like a cloud of energy that would be where you go when you're like sleeping and you're in this space, in this like fog of your energy, you are able to manifest the things in your dream into existence. Because the difference between you being in this fourth dimensional space is you don't have the laws that bind you in our physical realm. So you can manifest things a lot quicker because you're not going through physical limitations. So that's why when you're thinking about popcorn or something, and then you dream about it, it's because you're able to manifest that idea a lot quicker in the spiritual realm instead of the physical realm. So what uh, I'm trying to like backtrack and explain it 
the way they explained it to us when we were yeah. in the video. So, because M, we've talked about this before, and I tell her about my crazy dreams, and she's like, well, what if you're actually there? Like, whatever environment that you're in having these weird dreams, you are actually there. Yeah. And I was like, what? You're creating those things. That's horrifying. Oh, that geez. scares me so much. It's ridiculous. Like, and when I have weird dreams like this, like, we're going to get into the unicorn vampire, <laughs> but... um. It was just like, it's scary. But when you wake up from the dream and you remember what it is, you're like, man, I should have been a lot more, a lot more scared when I was in the dream, but you weren't. So when she said that, I was like, man, dog, I'm quaking in my boots. <laughs> like I'm actually seeing these scary things. <laughs> but then I'm thinking we were, when we were making the YouTube video, um, the way that our guides explained it was they had me draw a circle on a piece of paper, just like a normal circle. And then on the line of the circle, they had me draw a dot. And they're like, the circle represents you in your fourth dimensional plane of, of existence as a soul. So like you yourself have your own existence as a soul and this is it. And then the dot on the end of that circle was the area in which your dreams exist that you can create. They're explaining more things to me. Go for it. So... What they're explaining, how they explained it to me is I was standing in this dark space and this green cloud thing kind of flowed out of me and this green cloud is my energy. And what they're trying to explain to me now is that it's not that you're necessarily within this fog or energy because you are the energy. You're manifesting a little picture of yourself in the dream, which is why you can sometimes look differently than you do in our realm as well. Say that again. My earphones just said something to me, and I don't know what it was. Your earphones said something? <laughs> yeah, she has a little, there's a little British lady that live in, lives in my earphones. Okay, wonderful. Now, what I'm saying is your energy space, the, you're not necessarily in your energy space because it is you. You're manifesting a little avatar of yourself when you're dreaming in it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. it's like you're within it, but it's It your, is you. You're mani manifesting it. Yeah. It's your energy. Yes. And you know, because you're a physical being, you know yourself as this physical form. So you literally manifest it in the spiritual realm. And mm -hmm. that's how your brain like allows it to happen. Because otherwise your brain would like, I don't know, people like when they talk about religious things, it's like your brain would explode if you really know what heaven looked like. Because yep. you just don't understand it. Your mind cannot fathom it. But it's not necessarily that you're within the spirit realm. It's that you are manifesting your own existence no you are i don't think you are i think you are i literally see it as like a piece of paper and having a three-dimensional ball being stuck to it our fourth dimensional soul is still in the fourth dimension and it is just literally like pinpoint to our body so when we are dreaming and we go into this space we are in the fourth dimension because that's how like your dreams feel like they're days long but they're five minutes in reality in our physical realm because time exists in the fourth dimension. So it's kind of like I see time as like a stream or a river. And when you get out of the stream of time, time does not appear linearly. You are outside of time. So you do not experience time like you do in the physical realm, which is why when you have dreams and you go to that kind of spiritual place, you are outside of that time so it feels like days but when you jump back into reality and jump back into the third dimension it's only been five minutes yeah because that's the rum cycle right yes 
So you're technically going to the fourth dimension. Yeah, I just like to think of it, though, that we're more protected. Yes, you're more protected because you are literally within your own energy space. So other entities can't manipulate you because you're in your own space. But then that would that would explain why other entities can at least influence you, which is why yes. you wake up with like weird things like we're going to get into with my sleep which paralysis dreams. Why you're more open to spirits talking to you. But it's interesting because when things like that happen, like I know it's not me and it's not anything associated with my dreams. It's something trying to infiltrate my dreams, which is why that I force is only myself. You. That There's is why a lot of people who don't know that. I force to wake myself up because I'm like, this is bad. I need to snap back to the physical world where it can't hurt me oh my god that makes sense yes okay <laughs> sorry i'm slow i really have to think about well, it it's it's a big concept it is and i feel like they explained it to me in a different way than they explained it to you and that's why they also explain things without words because it's easier to show you than to tell you because i know you in the youtube video you were like why can't i just sit down with my spirit guides and they just like give me hot gossip like straight words <laughs> well, and like because they can get so much more across with you experiencing it yeah well I think it's also I don't know I it's so hard to like co- like wrap my head around <laughs> so the circle is our soul but the little tiny dot at the end of it is the existence in which we can create dreams with and that allows for us to interact with the spirit realm while still being connected to our physical bodies, which is why we're able to wake up. Yes. That's what dreams are. But astral projecting is stepping out of that. Yes. You don't which have the connection, which yes. is why it's dangerous. Which is also why they had me draw that ball that was connected to the circle of our souls. Okay. Got yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And that's why when I'm in my dreams and I realize that there's something scary there, I'm like, I have to go back. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> interesting. Interesting. Oh. <laughs> wild so you guys should let us know if you've ever done some weird astral projection lucid dreaming weird stuff too yeah no we definitely want to know about it i have a friend who literally dream jumped and was in someone else's dream he did not know that he was very clairvoyant as well and that spirits were talking to him in his sleep which is ridiculous but yeah but he was explaining it to me and his spirit guide was like it's because of this (laughs) But his spirit guides will jump in front of the conversation to protect him from, like, things that want to manipulate him in that realm. Because he doesn't know that it's, like, dark things that are doing that. I'm going to jump into one of your dreams one of these I days. I want you to. Fucking do it. <laughs> Aries, let me yeet you off this cliff. I've just my been, dude. I've been too tired to think about it when I go to bed and then when I'm in my dreams to, like, Excuses. lucid dream do it. I have. Excuses. I've, I'm sorry. I've actually been trying to sleep to get sleep, MLA. Excuses. Oh my goodness. You're not waking up at 5 a.m. I will take no excuses. I uh, don't know how to do it because I can barely dream. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, moving on. Kind of. So. Kind of. Ancient societies also believed, or some ancient societies also believed, that there were good dreams that were sent by the gods and bad dreams that were sent by demons. Which is why you have dream catchers, guys. Because they literally thought demons brought you nightmares. So if you could catch them in little spider webs, it'd be how it do. Oh my goodness. But yeah, I I don't know. Spider webs are like, spiders are some spiritual shit. Spiders are? Yeah, because they catch negative energy in their webs. That's why when you have, like, spiders around, 
you should like let them have web splices because it literally catches negative energy. It's kind of like cats with their purring. Oh, okay. I like jumping Physical spiders. Things are weird. I they're what, so they're the puppies of the spiders. When jumping I was spiders. Yeah, when I was writing the newsletter at work the other day, I was outside sitting at the table and one of these little jumpy spiders came over and they were really cute. Uh, and they, they were, looked up cuz they can't move their eyes. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you're huge. They were um I think like a dark brown or a black and yellow and its little tiny arms were running around and exploring my laptop and stuff and I was like, "Hey there, friendo, you just you be you. I'm okay with that. But also, don't jump in my bag because you're going to get lost and then smoosh it. So, smoosh it. Uh, maybe find yourself somewhere else. But thanks for thanks for hanging out, friend. It was cute. It was yeah. so tiny. Spiders are spiritual beings. You're welcome. Animals are spiritual beings. Well, yeah. Humans think that they're super cool, but they're not. Fight me on it. But I feel like each one of them have their own schlick. What do you mean? Like reason for being spiritual? No, like um, way of protection. Yeah. So it's just like spirit guides, but they're physical. Mm-hmm. But we aren't super cool people and we like to make them sad. It makes me sad, but we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about dreams. So nowadays, not ancient times, but nowadays, well, okay. In ancient times, everyone was like, dreams are super cool. Gods send me dreams so that I can, well, okay. So a lot of people I think nowadays are like, I had a premonition of the future. And it's like, okay. It's always great reading older things, especially now as a as a, a medium and learning things from the history of metaphysical stuff, because everything that I've read so far as like past things for people that are like you and me that are mediums, they make it sound like the information that we receive comes from a higher power. Like gods. Like gods or deities or angels or whatever spiritual beings you want. But it's a higher spiritual being that gives them information. So like Jesus got information from God. And then while I was reading today, they were saying, oh, well, these certain ancient kings and royal people said that they got visions and dreams from gods about certain situations. Whereas nowadays, I think a lot of people are like, I had a premonition and I saw the future. And it's like... Okay, technically you did, but no, you didn't. Because even for me, I am not controlling the information that I have when I'm giving readings. Spiritual beings are and higher spiritual beings. And I would not be able to get the information that I do without my spirit guides helping me with the information. Because 100%, I believe that they help me with psychic information as well as speaking to animals. So like psychic things and medium things. And I just noticed it. I don't know. I just feel like when people talk about being a psychic or a medium, they're like, oh, I can see the future. And it's like, well, you're not yes wrong, no. <laughs> but also that's kind of audacious of you to say. But I just, I don't know. I just want to point it out. So soapbox over. Every dream you have, is it like interpreted by other beings? Like are other beings manifesting things in your dreams? I don't think all the time. I think are a lot sure? of the- Sure. Yes. Because you're telling me that they're, they're in your dream space, your spirit guides- so what's what's telling me that they're not dreaming with me all the time? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think your spirit guides are dreaming with you all the time, or at least are there. So then, wouldn't that make the it dreams? that my dreams are influenced by them each time as well? I think your dreams are also influenced by you. And well, you yes, but I also don't think that like I don't know how to explain it. Like they filter the information. This who does the spirit spirit guides. 
I don't know. Well, your I like to think that your spirit guides are honestly almost synonymous with you because they know everything that's going on in your life. So if there Mm -hmm. are certain things that you don't want to talk about, they're going to bring it up in a different way. Whereas I think science likes to dub that as our subconscious. Your subconscious is what is talking to you and making you realize these things within your dreams, such why we have dream interpretation. But from a spiritual level, I think it's spirit guides are your representation of subconscious. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was writing the pendulum thing for the newsletter, and I literally was like, pendulum swing for both teams, science and metaphysics. And I think it's 100% true that science actually explains metaphysical things, and they are one and the same. Well, yeah. So when scientists are like, your subconscious is trying to tell you something, I mm-hmm. think your subconscious your is higher self. actually your spirit guides and your higher self. Yeah. Okay, I have another question. Okay. So you know that ring around me? Yes. Is that my spiritual space or is that different? I think it's different. Okay, it's different? Yes. Got you. I think that's something that you put there that you don't know about. Where's your but spiritual You said that space? everyone has one, but yours is closer. Mine's further from my body. You also keep people further from you. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking being called. Ow! Especially when you're trying to understand people, you like to analyze them from a distance mm-hmm. without actually engaging with them. Whereas when I do it, I want to understand, feel, and touch everything. <laughs> not in a non-creepy manner. Does that make sense? That's why you're more manipulated by dark things and I'm not. Yeah. Because I'm like, even if you're a bad thing, I need to understand you on a level that's probably unsafe. <laughs> because I literally look at them from with bo- like with binoculars from like fucking far away and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, you got angry eyes. <laughs> Side eye them. <laughs> Through binoculars. That's a funny cartoon image. I like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, how we interact with people and who we are as our souls today. You're That's welcome. Opposites. Mm-hmm. You know how it is. Twin flames. I think my ring is um also purple. And yours you told is pink. me mine's pink. Pink, yeah. yellow, and white. Yeah, and mine is purple, yellow, and white. Why is mine pink and why is yours purple? I think mine has pink too, but it's also purple. And I, it's funny because when I see it, I'm like, I don't like purple. I don't want to be purple. And they're like, you don't get to choose. Get over it. Quit being such a an ADHD color hound. <laughs> I don't know. Also, is that your aura? Is that separate? I think I've asked you that. I don't know. Okay. You ask me big questions. And usually... I like analyze everything. Well, it's usually when I say something that I observe for the first time cognitively, because I see all of these things a lot, and I just ignore them, because if yeah, I didn't, no. I would go insane, and people would think that I was more insane than they probably already do. So I just take a lot of the things that I see as normal things, and just, I'm like, whoop, and then it goes away. And then I see it, and I'm like, whoop, and it goes away. That's literally how my everyday life usually is. Can I go on a side note? <laughs> That's hang- like completely unrelated. Well, hang on. Okay. So I feel like every time you ask me questions, when I say an observation that I have seen for a long time, but never actually oh. thought about, you're like asking me for the first time, thinking that I've thought about it and no answers and I know nothing. But you see it. Your mind works very differently than mine. Okay. <laughs> I analyze absolutely fucking everything. But yeah, I was going to talk to you about wings. Guys. <laughs> She, <laughs> I asked her about wings a while ago, which is why I'm talking about it because she literally is just explaining me asking her weird questions that I find on the internet. <laughs> but 
She started seeing wings. No, I didn't start seeing wings. Somebody asked me to look at theirs, which is something that I've never thought about before. And before they even said wings, I saw what they were asking and then I could tell them and it was weird. And then I told Emily and she's like, oh what my gosh, my wings? you can see wings. What are your wings? <sighs> I told you about wings. And I like everything else that's weird in my life. It just goes, woo, and I ignore it. <laughs> but- our wings are opposites. So mine are purple and gold or purple and yellow. Well, when I say yellow, I mean gold. Okay, well, mine are purple and yellow, and they're like little fairy, like bubble-looking kind of wings. That's why you told me yes, that they're, they're small and like bubbly. Very rounded. Yeah. And tiny. They're like come out this far. Mm. It's tiny. A Wait, do I have two sets or is it just yeah. one? No, it's two. So it's like butterfly kind yeah, <laughs> so cute. So uh, describe yours. Yours are pink and something. Yeah, mine are pink, white, and gold, and they're extremely obnoxiously large. Yeah, and I, I, you know, but everyone's gonna hear this, and they're gonna be like, "You're a Leo, and you're a narcissist," and that might be true. But I'm just telling you what I see, and if you see something different, then I guess that's fine too. But I don't know. M's are purple, white, and gold, and mine are pink, white, and gold, which. It's interesting because didn't we just say that your ring is pink, white, and gold, but yeah. my ring is purple, white, and gold? But my aura is purple and gold. Oh, yeah, that's or true. purple and yellow. Yeah, your resting aura is purple and yellow. And I think it's because of my wings. Because that's what that's what my spirit guides told me when you were telling me about your wing, my wings. Mm, <laughs> I like to think that my resting colors are pink. Yeah. I are. had someone on TikTok say that it, it was orange, but whatever. I don't know you. Spectrum, I do. Maybe it looks like a peach color. That's orange. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But uh, yeah, mine are very large and they look almost like uh, um, the angel wings that modern Christian air Christianity likes are to Are they say. like feathery or are they like just like kind of have dangly bit type things? Like, um, but like huge butterfly wings or like more angel type wings? No, more like feathery. Got you. Yeah. Yours are like smooth, like like fairy wings almost yeah, like a they lake, literally like told like me they're the opposite of. of your wings yeah <laughs> like the papery kind of bug because i i don't see them but, but also well i don't really see them necessarily with texture though it's more just like a cloud of energy interesting like as if you were if you were to do it with watercolors you should ask someone why i have why we have wings like, what is that about i don't know I've never heard about it before. I just, I, I really know people, liked our client. Well, people talk about it. That's why they, they asked you because like they explain it as your wings are, they're like given to you when you have your past lives and they're, they change with your past lives. Mm, so the wings for this life are the ones that I see now. They're like affected by your past lives. So like they might look a certain way, but it's because of the stuff you bring with you. Oh, well, I got a lot of baggage, so does that mean why my wings are so big? why they're so big. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's I. this way I see them is almost like with watercolor, so there's not really necessarily lines or like lots of detail or definition, if that makes any sense, or like pronounced definition. Because um, again, it's more like an energy type of thing that's an extension of your body, as far as I can tell. And I get kind of like electric-y kind of feelings from it. Like it is actual like palatable electrical field coming out that's cool but my uh my new friend that i did a reading with their wings were little golden shoots of wire almost hmm. but like very s s scarce 
and they had little tiny lights, but they looked almost like constellations. And it was really cute. And I know that doesn't seem like it would be wings, but I'm just saying the thing that was coming from their back in something that was close to a wing faction was little tiny constellations with like almost rockets of gold coming between them. But it was all gold. It was really cool. So, So, yeah. Tangent one. (laughs) Well, if you guys are interested, I want to draw them for our Patreon followers when we get to that point. Yeah, we can do that. Why not? Wings are easy. Like I can even time. draw some, maybe. Yeah. Um. What were we talking about? Dream interpretation? Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about how people like to, when they analyze their dreams using nowadays dream interpretation methods, which are usually Freudian psychotherapy or psychoanalysis of dreams. Sigmund Freud. Yeah. That dude. Yeah, that dude. So, like, everything wants to do with sex and the sex and parents and the sex. <laughs> the birds and the bees. The sex. My dude. My lady dude. So today, various schools of psychology and neurobiology have offered theories about the meaning and purpose of dreams. And currently, most of the world's population uses Freudian psychoanalysis to interpret their dreams, which is interesting. And additionally, before we get into us trying to Interpret our dreams. Interpret our messed up dreams. Mm. It also says, according to the fast worldwide interwebs, that people are more inclined to listen to their dreams than to other people or established organizations when it comes to making life decisions. For example, if somebody had a dream that the plane that they were going to be going on crashed, then they woke up, they're like, I am not going to go on this plane anymore and cancel their plane reservations because they had a dream that they were going to crash they're more likely to listen to that dream than if the day before their flight takes off some well-established organization says everybody cancel your planes the planes are gonna blow up so stop going on them and it's like like a really really cool 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 organization that's like this is why the planes are gonna blow up we figured out that they're gonna blow up tomorrow so don't go on the planes the person's going to listen to the dream over that well-established organization that knows maybe what they're talking about. Yeah. So in addition to listening to their dreams over other like rational decisions or people or thoughts, um, a lot of people also do not attribute equal importance to all of their dreams, such as instead of using like rationality when they're interpreting their dreams or seeing certain aspects that maybe are more important than others. People like to use what's called motivated reasoning, um, which is when they like to take the pieces from their dreams and say, oh, well, this is more tailored to what my waking beliefs are and what my waking dreams and aspirations are. So if my dream says I'm going to be a millionaire, I'm probably going to be a millionaire. But in retrospect, the dream was actually of them being a millionaire dying in a fiery car crash. And they're like, I'm not going to die in a fiery car crash. The only thing my motivated reasoning tells me is that I'm going to be a millionaire. So that's what they take from it instead. So what you're saying is they take the like ordinary things out and they're like, aha, I can see the future now. Well, no, it's just that are not relating to this is like, Weird. Whatever, whatever aspects about the dream pleases them is what they're going to oh, interpret the dream as. Got you. Yeah. Or whatever seems to be at the forefront of their motivated mind. So, like, when we get into people dreaming of 
their significant other cheating on them or leaving them, that's what they're going to take from the dream, not the other things about it. Yeah, and then they'll break up with their significant other. Yeah, when, well. in, when in reality, maybe the dream was trying to tell you that you've been being stupid in this in this, in this it's fashion. Your call. So maybe you should talk to your significant other and not have a breakup because this is what gonna is what this is what is going to happen unless you fix these things. But you're not looking at the things that you need to fix. You're just looking at the. I have to break picture. up with them. Yeah. So M. Yo. What's a dream? Oh, we're doing my dream first. Yeah. We can do my uh my winged dream. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. We got a book full of explanations. Tell me all the stuff that you can from your dream. <laughs> And uh, Dr. Olivia, Dr. Olivia, Dr. Medium Olivia. Is Dr. Kinda, medium. Dr. Medium. Dr. Mrs. Not a Mrs. yet. 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 Hmm. Um, Dr. Medium Olivia is going to write down things that. You're going to psychoanalyze me. I'm going to psychoanalyze you so, so, so hard. Psychoanalyze. So hard. Or something. <laughs> oh, no. There's no something. It's just going to be hard. Shaking out her special pens. Wait. Oh. <gasps> I think I left a pen upstairs. You did. My cats are going to put it into their lair under our house. Oh, remind me to get it. What if my cats are just like the fae and they have a portal under my house and that's where all my pens are? Would it explain why things go missing in your house <laughs> and you think it's because of your cats? Because your cats are actually just fairies. Well, I think Tofu may actually just be a fairy. It's I, fine. Yeah, she works with the fairies. So walks with the fatties. Wouldn't surprise me that the her. The fae people. Okay, you ready for my dream? So, Dr. Medium Olivia is ready. Dr. Medium Olivia is one of those people that can just look me in the face and be like, you've been having vivid dreams lately, have you? (laughs) (laughs) This is one of those times. (laughs) But this dream, I was um, a zookeeper, but I was a really cool zookeeper because I had the ability to change my body into animalistic forms. So one of the things that I was able to do was change my arms into wings. So I was able to fly around the zoo to which the zoo was like, there were parts of the zoo that were like in the middle of the ocean. And then there were parts of the zoo that were literally floating above space. And the zoo animals were normal animals, but there were also beasts like mythological beasts that make no sense. Not the ones that you normally see, but they were all in these like exhibits environments that were caged in and I was taking care of them so I was entering the exhibits and taking care of them well there were other zookeepers but they didn't have the superpowers that I have and one of them like got caught up in like this rope it got caught up in this rope and they couldn't like get out of the rope and they were in the part of the zoo where it was like hovering above the ocean So she was, like, drowning, and she was tangled up, so she couldn't get herself out of this pool of water. And there was someone trying to, like, pull the rope off of her. But I flew around, picked up the platform that she was on or the exhibit. My chinchillas are squeaking. (laughs) I don't think you can hear it, though. (laughs) Squeak, squeaking, squeaker. Squeaking, squeaking, squeakers. But I pulled up the platform that she was, like, hanging from, drowning, so that they were able to, like unhook the things off of her and she was okay but i also woke up because that was scary <laughs> was her name sarah i don't know oh god fucking probably did she have um like brown hair 
Yes. With golden on the top of it because the sun was hitting her while she was in the water and the background was a horizon. Mm-hmm. It was horrific. There was a man there too. Was he were- trying to help but he was like in the way? Yeah. And you were like, and he was standing to the right of you and he was like, it was like trying to do worse. things and making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, frantic. <laughs> were they wearing like zookeeper outfits too? Like a dark green or beige? Yeah. They were in beige and they had green shirts. She wasn't in, was she in an exhibit? She fell into one kind of. Yeah. But it was like the exhibit itself was like an ocean. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of like the mudroom to the exhibit, if, <laughs> so the, to speak. And the sun, the the um, the sun was going down in the background, so yeah. it was like sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Were you on top of a platform? Yes. That was out of the water. That was a circle on the top, and then the circle connected to the water with a, like um, I don't know, like a big pole. Yes. And she was, was in the water with there. the rope. And she would like fell into the exhibit and I was like, oh shit, I gotta fly back down there and help them. And she was tangled in rope. Yes. And you were worried that she was going to pull you in and get your feathers wet and you weren't going to be able to get out. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm in your dream. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean when I say that, she looks me in the face and is like, are you having vivid dreams? Are you having dreams about this very specific topic? And I'm like, fuck off. How do you know that? <laughs> and she's like, well, you're glowing purple. Your necklace is glowing purple. So I just figure. <laughs> well, it was glowing purple and yellow. And Zarath was like, she's been having a lot well, of dreams. And showed me them. And I was like, dream, okay. Specifically, during TikTok Live, no one was like talking. So I was like, oh, you should just ask Zarath questions. And literally, she opens up her medium, whatever. And Zarath is like, I've been giving her these dreams about her being a superhero and she needs to actually listen to them because she needs to like be a superhero in real life. So I've been trying to make her feel like a superhero in her dreams. And he's like, and you're still not listening. And and you still won't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Because Zarath is is like a very forward being. So he wants me to be more like he is and speak up for myself. But I can't do that because I am very introverted and like – in my shell type of thing. So he was trying to influence me to take the hold of my reins in my life. I'm asking them who or what Sarah is related to. And they're like, she's not the Sarah in your dream is not related to anybody that we know within this world. She might've just been like a character within your dreamscape to help you. I, I feel like it wasn't, spiritually motivated like her name being sarah or anything was spiritually motivated it's just i think they're like see all the information you could get and you weren't even there (laughs) yeah (laughs) plus it makes you happy when i do these things so they're having fun wild they're having fun with it all right so from that um not based off of my psychic medium things that i'm seeing but i'm glad i can see exactly what your dream looks like Um, wasn't it cool it was good it was going good until that girl fell into the exhibit was there alligators or some sort of alligator creature that was mixed with something else? But they were, like, super cool and friendly and you liked them a lot? Yeah. That's so cute. Were they, like, alligator tigers or alligator lions? Yeah, something like that. Some sort of... They had, like, stripes. Yeah. But they had, like, They alligator were scales, mouths. but also fluffy. Yeah, I have really strange dreams about beasts. That's really weird. Yeah. But I can like see them like walking up to you and you were like feeding them and you're like, oh my God, I'm so excited to see you Yeah, it was a great dream until that girl fucking started dying. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cute. Yeah. They were normal animals, but I liked the ones that were weird looking like that. 
So this would fall under the category of uh, remote viewing into a different dimension within M's head. Well, right. would that be considered remote viewing if I'm looking into my own spiritual being? Well, I'm looking into yours. Oh, that's what you mean. You're doing the remote viewing, looking in my dreams. <laughs> yeah, you should come to one of my cool dreams. Tell Zeroth, hey, this night we're going to have a real a- cool dream. Liv's going to be there. Was there like blue koala bears? I don't remember koala bears. I'm seeing the color blue and it's like some sort of little being that's like, I was here oh. too. I Okay, I know what you're talking about. I don't see them as koala bears. They're like a cloud or a bubble or something. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Well, I can't I saw, explain it to you. <laughs> okay. Well, I saw like bubbles or something, but they were like sentient little being things. And they're like, we were here too. And I was like, okay, what's the closest thing that looks like that? That's an animal. So I said koala, but I'm glad. Got okay. You. At least they're there. Super fun. When you see them, are they like beings? I'm like, why? Like weirded out that you can see the animals that were in my dream. They were like little, they almost like conglomerations of like soap bubbles but they were like slightly light blue Was there like it's like oddly specific animals that i saw in my dream yeah mm-hmm. i don't know but like are you seeing things that i manifest or are you seeing beings oh no i'm seeing the things from your dreams okay yeah got you mm-hmm. got you that makes sense that's really cute yeah it was awesome <laughs> i have a lot of dreams about being in zoos because uh i like animals and I have, I don't know, my BFA was me putting animals together. Yeah, it was. new animals. So I do that in my head a lot. Ah. <laughs> so usually I have dreams about zoos, but the animals do not look like earthly animals usually. There are some earthly animals, but there are mostly like conglom- conglomerations of animals. And sometimes they don't even look like animals. Wild. All it's right. Weird. So not my medium head, but according to this here book that's, a Thousand Dreams by David Fontana. It'll be in the show notes if you guys are interested in buying it. Yeah, let's see if we can find Zookeeper. <laughs> I think they have occupations in here. Oh, shit. <laughs> we'll just start with Zookeeper well, first. Well, there is a zoo one in there. Is there? Yeah, we looked it up. It called me out. <laughs> okay, let me see. Um, Dream meetings, identity destiny, success and failure, people, occupations, two, three, four. <laughs> She'll probably go to a completely different page. <laughs> Leave me alone. I can't believe you're seeing my dream. That was a good dream. I'm glad until, that I could see it. Until it went bad. But yeah, I can also feel your um, anxiety when you were scared that that girl was going to die. Yeah, it was like wrapped around her throat. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. I went to college. What am I doing? <laughs> Looking into my dreams remotely. Weird. Weird. I, like, want to tell you my other dreams so that you can see them. We can do it over dinner and have uh, the boys stare really at us annoyed. funny. Yeah. I told I told Jared about my other dream because, again, it was about a zoo and it was with the, uh, the snake that had, like, four-foot-long legs that went straight up. Oh. Yeah. Like, it was, like, our legs, like, feet. But they were black, and they went straight up, but it was a snake. And it so looked like a why snake. Why did it need legs? I don't know. It was really scary. If their legs are pointing in the opposite direction, which does not help them with walking on the floor, Me it is snake. This creature, though, it looked like a snake in the water. And then when I walked towards it, it walked out of the water with its legs and stood four feet tall. And then started chasing me. It also had, like, multiple legs. 
And it's like one of those things that starts running and it's awake way too fast. And you're like, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, how does it move so fast? God damn. <laughs> I but can my see fucking it. zoo dreams. You can see it. Yeah. Did it have like almost like a human face? You didn't look at the face. You were too scared, did you? Oh, oh God. I don't know. It literally looked like a snake and then it fucking stood up. And when it stood up, I ran away. But I when ran it fuck away. But when it stood up, because you said its legs were the uh, like turned up, did it like death roll onto its legs and then start chasing after you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was scary. That's horrifying. Yeah, absolutely horrifying. We like were lost in the zoo trying to get back home, and the only way out of the zoo was to go through that exhibit. Ah, so it chased us out of the exhibit. <laughs> That's really scary. <laughs> Chasing dreams. Gross. I get fulfillment out of that. Okay, so you're looking up zoos. Let's break okay. it down. Yeah, we found in our dream book what zoo means. So zoo, when you're dreaming of a zoo, it's different animals symbolize different aspects of the dreaming psyche. A zoo in which all of the animals are locked up is therefore a metaphor for control over the various turbulent and potentially conflicting aspects of the self. Which makes sense. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was struggling with. I was struggling with my own self-confidence. And then it says, A zoo from which the animals are escaping signifies the dreamer feels unable to keep control of the distractions in his or her life or of his or her emotions. So it's both. <laughs> mm -hmm. Which is why people were falling into the exhibit. <laughs> ah, because you're like, I don't want you like, to have to control deal with everything. Trauma. Yeah. That's awesome. Jesus Christ. But they have crocodile and tiger. They might have alligator, but a tiger is, unlike lions, tigers tend to not be associated with Westerners' dreams with nobility or majestic. Majesty. I don't know how to say that word. Majesticity. No, there's no I. Majesty. 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 <laughs> They are a terrifying image of violence, beauty, and power. A tiger symbolizes the wild impulses that stalk the jungle of our unconscious or the fierce energy of the ego's will, which would also make sense because my ego is covering up all of my traumas. And then the crocodile. Oh, big words, my dude. You want me to read it? Yeah, pre-something. Pre <laughs> Looks down at book with a... <laughs> obscure look this primal predator lurks low in the water disguised as an innocent log or rock in our dreams a crocodile may represent our unconscious fear or urges waiting their chance to burst through into our conscious mind and seize us in their voracious jaws weird so Oddly you have the uh, wild impulse to stalk the jungle and our unconscious or fierce energy of the ego's will wrapped in your lying weight of trying to come into your conscious mind it's literally like a battle between me masking and who i should be and me being who i actually am because i don't understand the ego yeah. <laughs> that i'm masking with because i'm autistic what do bubbles mean are bubbles in here those little bubble things that oh, were in your zoo maybe look up koala i don't think they look like koalas they don't have ears no they were like little bubbles they're like made out of bubbles yeah they're really cute and peaceful. 
Oh, I want to talk about myths because those were mythological creatures, right? Yeah, I had mythological creatures in there. Yeah, give me a second. Elevator music. John Cena. Da 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we found dreams or what? Zoos? No. What were we looking for? I forget. We found mythological something. Mythological creatures. That's what oh, you're looking yeah. up. So yes, we found mythological creatures, but not necessarily specific mythological creep creatures from M's subconscious. And what but were you reading? What we did find is that things with mythological creatures in them, according to Jung or um, J-U-N-G, Jung, um, it says that amplification is made easier by the fact that the dream material often contains explicit mythological themes. These represent the archetypical energies of the collective unconsciousness in personalized form and may indicate the relationship of such energies to the particular life circumstances of the dreamer. So, M's a Virgo. She likes uh, things to be organized. So, the fact that you are in a zoo that is organized, yet it has... Imaginations! Yet it has mythical beings that are smash-ups of different traumas or things that you need to get over makes sense because you're trying to... I literally put them in boxes. You're trying to control your traumas and the ones that you are dealing with, you're scared that they're going to come and bite back at you. But each different mythological creature is a very, very well thought out planned interpretation or representation of the thing that you're dealing with. I'll have you know that I know my spirit guide made me remember this dream and I know... He called it out by telling Liv to tell me about it. And I know he knows that I'm psychoanalyzing it now so that I can get the fuck over myself. <laughs> Stay tuned to see if M gets the fuck over herself. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Ruining things, moving tables, laughing too much. God damn it. <laughs> Clanking our dream book all over the place. If you're interested in that dream book, look at the description below. Yeah, so um, you want to say anything else about your dream before we move on to one of mine? No, let's move on to yours. Okay, well, that was a pretty cute dream, and I feel Wait, like... what? What about the bubbles? I looked up bubbles, because I don't think it's in our book. Oh. And it says, to dream of bubbles represents hope, enthusiasm, and expectation. It's like you're feeling good, believing that wonderful things are possible. To dream of bubbling liquid represents lingering hope. And a persistent state of hoping that something you desire is happening. And it is. We're Which here. Is interesting. We're here right now, right? We're making our 20 something podcast. Yeah. I don't know what we're on. <laughs> Whoa. This one this might be number 25. One. No? We just did 23, and this one's next. This one's going to be 24. No, it's not next. Well, it is next because you don't have one for next week. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Inconsistencies. <laughs> So yeah, 24. 24! That's me. I'm you know what's better than 24? Sorry, let's go on. <laughs> 25. 25. <laughs> uh, which dream should I talk about? Should I talk about one of the sleep paralysis dreams since we didn't do hyptopopic hallucinations? Cause what is that about, though? What? What sleep am I paralysis? seeing? So hypnopopnic hallucinations is something that happens to me a lot because I'm a light sleeper. Essentially, what that is is when you get... Okay, when you're dreaming you accidentally get woken up, you are conscious, your eyes are open, but you hallucinate things. So you will see things from your dream or just in general. And it's called hypnopopnic hallucinations because you are still in REM sleep. Like your brain has not caught up to the fact that you're awake and conscious. So you're still seeing 
the hallucinations or the things that you depict in your brain. That happens to me a lot because I'm a light sleeper and I usually see spiders or dark shadow people. And I want to know why I see something different than my dream. I don't know. One time when I was really, really sick as a child, I was not sleeping. There was no hypno. Sleep sleep paralysis dream then? Well, no, no, no. This is like hypnopopic. I feel like it's not hypnopopic though because when I was little, I was severely sick and I was laying in my mother's bed dying and everyone else was downstairs. And I think I was just like trying to watch TV or sleep or something, but I wasn't sleeping. And I remember all of a sudden I was super sick because I had just taken like, I don't know, children's Tylenol or something to bring my fever down. And I was hallucinating 100%. I saw a shadow man that looked like a zombie. Like, you know, like in Scooby-Doo when the zombies were just wrapped up in like rags Mm -hmm. and you see like the outline of the rags and then just eyes. That's what I saw, but it had red eyes. There were bats hanging from the ceiling and they were just black outlines of bats with red eyes. There was a cat that jumped on the bed and started walking towards me that had red eyes and every single one of these creations of my psyche were just black outlines that were solid with red eyes and they were all walking towards me and like the man looked at me like turned his head looked at me and started walking towards me and I was freaking out and it wasn't until I jumped back under the covers and was like crying that I looked back out because I was like my mom's not going to come up here so I have to do something about it so when I looked back they were gone I skirted out of that room I'm asking them about it, my spirit guides, and it's hard for me to explain. They're saying that it's not a being that you're seeing. It's like you haven't returned fully from your, like, dream realm, so you're still kind of, like, manifesting those things. So, like, how you're able to see into other dimensions when you talk to spirits or whatever, you're able to do that while you're awake. You're essentially doing that to your own spiritual dream realm place when you're awake because you haven't, like, caught up yet. Ah, yeah, but the thing was is I wasn't sleeping. But you're in a dreamlike state. Sorry. I mean, I was just sick. I know. Exhaustion. Dreamlike state. Fevers. Got it. You're also a fucking medium. So it's easier for you to go into states like that because you accept visual information which i came telling you <laughs> well it was horrifying i was super scared it was very spooky but yeah that's what they're explaining to me interesting but i've never like woken up out of a dream and kept seeing things like you that so, sounds horrible yes it happens a lot like when i moved in with jared i wasn't used to sleeping in the same bed as someone so he would move and i would just i didn't know that he moved because i was a fucking asleep and i would wake up and literally see things that weren't there. <laughs> That's horrifying. And I would just like catapult myself out of the bed and be like, okay, I got to make sure that I'm not seeing something that's actually there. <laughs> Jesus. Goodness. Yeah. But they're saying that I manifested that into my spiritual space and that's why I was seeing it physically because it wasn't physically there and it wasn't a spiritual being making me see those things. Because people always say, the sleep paralysis demon that you're seeing <laughs> It's not necessarily a sleep paralysis demon. It might still just be you. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Okay, which story do you want me to tell? Which sleep paralysis one? You have have multiple ones. Well, I have the recent one, or I have the one from when I was a little kid. Well, I have three, I guess. Is the one, the recent one, the one you were on vacation with? Yeah. Do that one. That one's spoopy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So a lot of people think it's super cool to be a psychic medium. It still scares me every single day, no matter what, because it's freaky. And I live in America and our social cultural traditions are different than other people. So sometimes it's hard for my ego to get the fuck out of the way and be like, this is fine. Just ignore it. It's not a big deal. So a lot of the times I have dreams where I am like talking to dead people and it's scary or I see other things that other that other like usually I have dreams about being a medium and it's where in the instances like how earlier I was saying I see things usually just my perception of the world is a little bit different than other people and I just like recognize it and then ignore it it's you dream whoop, about boom. it because you're insecure about it that's why all of these things that we're water, like reading about is about insecurities you're welcome sorry well no and i get that so <laughs> but i'm just saying lots of people are like you're a medium that's super cool i'm like yeah it is super cool but also it, it scares me it's like one of my biggest insecurities honestly right. and it's an insecurity of itself because when i'm doing it i'm like am i actually doing it yeah so, <laughs> it's just securities wrapped in an enigma but i have dreams often about like being a medium or talking to souls. And it's like very anxiety driven dreams all the time. So my most recent dream was, well, God, like two weeks ago now, I think it was two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I was on vacation for my birthday. My birthday. I'm a Leo. And um, super, super like stereotypical. My fiance and I got a cabin in the woods and it was super, super great. It was awesome. Really excited. I just wanted to be away from people and just like chill out and not have to worry about dumb material things and whatever. And I had the, a dream the first night we got there. Mind you, it's like a nice new cabin. I didn't feel like there was weird things in it at all. And even if there was, I'm like, I'm ignoring it. It's my birthday and I don't need this. So I have a dream where I am back home where like at a time where my fiance and I were living with my mother and we were at our favorite ice cream spot that also was by a gas station and we're in his old truck. And mind you, his grandmother passed away, um, or at least we had the memorial for his grandmother um, two weeks ago or a month ago almost. So she's passed on, which is very sad. And in the dream, we were in his old truck or in a, a older truck, I assume, at our ice cream place. And it was raining outside and dark. And I see his grandmother in our headlights wearing a yellow T-shirt and the black Carhartt jacket that his dad gave to him that I use a lot in the wintertime because it's big and burly and oversized and whatever. And she's on the phone and it's raining. And I'm like, Bradley, and we're sitting there eating ice cream. And I'm like, do you, mind you, again, I see things all the time and I just ignore it. But like I blinked and she was still there outside of the car in front of the headlights in the rain talking on the phone. And I blink again. And at this point she's not going away, but she's also ignoring us. And I was like, I don't know why, like, we're just eating ice cream and there's nowhere to go and it's dark outside and it's raining. Why would she be out there? So I finally, like, went through all these things. I'm like, maybe I'm just seeing her. Maybe she's not actually there because in the dream, I'm like, I know she is dead, so it doesn't make sense that she's here. So I have to be seeing her as a spirit. So finally, after she doesn't go away, I look over to my fiance and I'm like, hey, Brad, do you see your grandma over there? And she, he looks at me, dead ass, and goes, yeah, why? I'm like, what do you mean, yeah, Why? That's a normal thing, you know. I'm like, she's She's dead. She's just a ghost. (laughs) I'm like, but you're seeing her too. And he's like, yeah, she probably just is like hanging out. Like, it's not a big deal. She's on the phone. She's probably busy. (laughs) And I'm thinking to myself, okay. And then after I have this conversation with him, I look back into the headlights and she's gone. So I'm, I'm like, okay, interesting. So fast forward into the dream. I'm talking to my mom on the phone about medium stuff. 
And she's like, oh, well, you guys should just come over and we'll hang out and I'll talk to you because I've been doing this stuff as a medium and like I've been talking to these souls and they've really been helping me and they're like super cool. And it's like a different type of mediumship now. It's not like, you know, whatever. And I'm like, okay. So fast forward again in the dream, we get to my mom's house. It is not her house. It is a different house. But in the dream, I'm like, okay, I know it's her house. But also in the dream, I'm like, I know this isn't her house. So it's always like a, a tag team back and forth of, knowing that I'm dreaming, but also not knowing, not knowing that I'm dreaming, or at least like accepting that I know that I'm dreaming or the things that are going on in my dream, even though I know that they're off. So we go into her house, which is not her house. It's actually much more similar to the cabin that my fiance and I were staying in, but a little bit different and a little different, like the setup was a a little odd. So we get in there, mind you, it's still like this dusky dark outside, you know, almost where like you can still see outside, but the, it's not entirely dark. Yeah. But the sun isn't in the sky anymore. Yeah. So we get there, it's still raining outside and we walk inside and we sit down on a sofa and my mom has like a love seat on one side of this fireplace in a log cabin it's like a log oak cabin everything's um just like shellacked yellow and it's not like a dark stain or anything and uh, there is a fireplace the door to the front is behind us and there is the love seat or like the three three tier sofa in front and then there's a love seat off to the side and a um, table behind it so we walk in And my mother is sitting on the three-person couch that's in front of the fireplace. So I sit down on the love seat that's a little bit behind it. Mind you, the the placement of the furniture was a little bit weird. Like, it wasn't, like, set up how it usually is, like, where you make, like, a square. The love seat was, like, almost, like, if you were sitting in the three-tiered couch facing the fireplace, the love seat was maybe, like, three or four feet away from where that couch is by the fireplace and then positioned back a little bit almost to where the cushions were flush or like lined up with the armrest on the three-tiered sofa that was facing the fireplace so it was like weird so I sit down on that love seat that's a little bit farther away and I can see my mom and the fireplace is going and it's kind of dark like dimly lit like there was one lamp that was lit in the room that we were in the like living room area but it was also just like a one room cabin kind of and the light was very dim over into the corner off to the right of the fireplace so I sit down on the couch and Brad is standing behind me and my mom sitting on this on the couch in front of the fireplace and she goes well this is the new type of like mediumship stuff that I've been doing and you know like in Harry Potter where people like come in through the fireplaces and it's like Woof, and then they're there oh my god that's I'm what looking she- at stuff in this book and you're gonna be blown and I'm she, glad you just said that. And she was like, this is this one spirit that I've been talking to, and he's really nice, and he's, like, been really insightful and stuff like that. But the spirits were woofing out of the fireplace. Mm-hmm. And the first guy was an older man. He had a white salt and pepper beard and, like, hair. He kind of looked like a skinnier version of, like, the Gordon's Fisherman. And he was wearing a tan button-down, like, fisherman shirt almost. And I remember thinking in the dream, like, this dude looks like the Gordon Fisherman, but I'm like, I'm not going to be disrespectful because he's a spirit. And then there was another man that came through the fireplace that I wasn't necessarily paying attention to because at this point, my mom was talking about the man that just came out of the fireplace and then the second man that came out of the fireplace. But I saw that there was um, Bradley's grandmother standing in the corner over off into the dark, kind of where like the lamp is that I tell you guys about um, that's like dimly lit. And Bradley is standing behind me a little bit and to the left. And I'm sitting on this couch. So I'm trying to listen to what my mom's saying. 
But I wanted to be like, hey, Bradley, your grandma's here again. And mind you, in the dream, I was thinking, I want to talk to Bradley about how his grandmother's off into the corner, like being a weirdo. And also the fact that um, my mom was talking. So I was trying to like listen to what my mom was saying, pay attention to the spirits that she was talking about that are hoofing through the fireplace. But also I was like, I need to talk to Bradley about this. All of a sudden, right when I went to go turn to Bradley to tell him that his grandma was being a creeper in the corner, this woman flies across the room it is no longer bradley's grandmother it is some old ragged looking woman with hair stringed down her face and she grabs me by the throat throws me onto the the edge of the love seat with my head hanging over the back and she's going no (laughs) and i'm like jesus fucking christ and like in that moment i knew that i was in the dream and that i needed to get out of it yeah, and I was like, this is horrifying. This is terrifying. This needs to not be happening. This isn't Bradley's grandmother. This has to be like something else that's manipulating my dream. So I remember being in the dream and I'm like, well, this Bradley can't help me. But I'm thinking in the dream, I need to call for Bradley because Bradley's in the bed next to me, wherever that may be. So I look at Bradley and this woman is just screaming, no, like raspy, grasp, like gasping screams with her or her hand around my throat. And I looked for Bradley and I can't move, like physically cannot move. And I remember waking up in bed next to Bradley going, Bradley, help, Brad, help, please. I can't move, Brad, help. Because in my dream, I'm like, if I say it out loud enough, it'll wake my body up and hopefully wake up Bradley if my body doesn't wake up so that he will wake me up because I cannot move in this dream with this old woman's hand around my throat. So I ended up waking up. He also woke up and I remember waking up and I just was like saying, no, Bradley, Bradley, please help. No, someone needs to help me. I can't move. And for a couple seconds, I could not move when I woke up. And it wasn't until maybe like 10, 15, 20 seconds that I was able to move. And Bradley like turned over and he was like, what are you talking about? You're so annoying. (laughs) Lol. So that was a super scary dream. And um, I haven't had a sleep paralysis dream like that in a while because, again, in the dream, this woman just shifted like she was in space and time through the side of the the room and was on top of me with her hand around my throat gasping screeching screaming no at me and it was no longer his grandmother at all did not it was like a mix between an old woman from a horror like witch tale and schmeagol from lord of the rings oh wow but it was that like your heart drops into your ass and you cannot like it it just you know, if you time. if you've had a sleep paralysis dream, you know that you cannot move, and it's like I don't think I've ever had a sleep paralysis dream. Really? No. Interesting. I just hallucinate things when I wake up. It's fine. <laughs> it's normal, guys. Normal. I've learned about it in my critical thinking class. So, what are you finding in this book about my dream that you can psychoanalyze? Well, okay. The first thing you said, the fireplace. Uh huh. Well, there's chimney in this book. And it says, well, the first part makes no fucking sense, but it's fine. The first part says, a powerful sexual symbol. A chimney can be either female or male, depending on whether we view it from inside or outside. A chimney that has collapsed may represent fears of impotence. Traditionally, witches were believed to exit hell through a chimney on the way to their Sabbath gatherings. And we may associate the, the symbol with black magic and the dark arts. So I think it's funny that you think that the spirits were coming through the chimney or through the fireplace. 
Well, they were, and I saw the chimney from the inside because it was one of those fireplaces where you can see the stone built up from the inside, so you can kind of see the chimney too. Yeah, and then there was another thing. You specifically remember the furniture and talked about the furniture a lot. So furniture in this book, the furniture in a house may represent our thoughts and emotions. A dream in which we are wandering around an unfinished house may point towards an unsatisfied emotional life with blocked feelings. Alternatively, it might symbolize a fresh start and our readiness to furnish our lives with new experiences. Mending, cleaning, or rearranging furniture could imply a craving for emotional healing or a desire for more order in our personal lives. Well, the furniture was fizzed as I was trying to explain the layout. Because, like, you know, like, we're in our studio right now. And but it was you, in different locations. Yeah, it was. what you remember. And that's important. What do you mean? The furniture talks about your emotional state. And you feel like your, emo- like your emotional state is different now because things have, things in your life feel like they're upside down. Oh, okay. So that makes why it's, like, off that's a little bit. That's why it didn't look familiar to you. Because mm. your life right now, you don't, like, it's not familiar anymore for you. Yeah. Everything is new because I'm doing a lot of stuff. And then I also found demon, but I just also wanted to say that I found vampire because of your unicorn vampire or whatever. <laughs> Vampire's in here as well. <laughs> But we'll do demons. So demons, imps, spirits, and fiends may represent our inner demons. The dark urges or unresolved conflicts in the unconscious that drives us to anger or addiction or cause depression. These demons may also represent a super, superversive inner voice that encourages the dreamer to transgress social norms. A voice that may may have right on its side. So... I feel like your inner demons, you think, is your mediumship. Well, yeah. But also... And that's the thing that is changing. They're telling me what to say now. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) That is the thing that is changing the furniture around. Everything is out of the ordinary because you're now speaking your mediumship into existence, which is also why uh, Bradley, in your dream, was more accepting of it and knew that it was a normal thing, and he thought it was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. What about witches? Witches? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's in here. Yeah. I read all the other ones that I pulled out. Let's see. Okay, so we got um, so hag. Wait, we couldn't... Oh, you're going to do hag? Yeah, I'm going to do we hag. We couldn't find witch, yeah. so... So the aged crone appears in the mythology and folk legends of cultures across the globe, closely linked to the um, certain dream-type arch- archetype of the devouring great mother. The hag can be both a helpful figure and a hostile one. <laughs> But in either case, represents our latent inner wisdom. To Freudians, the hag often represents castration, anxiety, or unresolved issues with our mother. And that's why they told you to look up mother. Because okay. when you started looking up people, they were like, you should look up your mother. Because your mother's association to your mediumship is why she's there and why you're in her house. So the mother is a complex dream symbol with many layers of meaning. On a universal archetype archetypal level mother nature is the symbol of rebirth fertility and continuity she gives life and nour- she gives life and nourishes however she may also represent death and the return to earth which must occur in order to make way for new life um, certain dream interpretation people see the great mother archetype as a having of profound effect on our psychological growth in the freudian interpretation however the mother can be either an object of unconscious desire or a figure that represents castration anxiety 
Dreams of our own mother may carry aspects of either interpretation or may literally be about our relationship with our mother. How we interact with her and our dreams may carry clues as to the nature of our present relationship and the issues that might have resulted from our upbringing. I feel like an evil witch spirit came through the the fireplace and was trying to fuck with me because there's no yeah. other way that a witch would be able to come into my dreams unless she flew through a fireplace. So maybe she manipulated me to be in a setting in which a fireplace was so that she could scream at me. I don't think so, no. No? Before I thought I because thought that her spirit was talking to you, but I don't think so anymore. Honestly, the first thing that I did when I woke up and was able to move once again was like, who the fuck is in here? Because I'm about to throw down with you. And I felt nothing. I did not feel like any spirit was in the house. Because it wasn't her, it was you. Get out of I'm here. They're just, Stop it's because they're telling it. me about it. So... It's all about your mediumship, and that's why you're dreaming about her. It's not because, like, she was there necessarily, but because you have, like, issues with your mediumship, and you think it's scary, and you think that you shouldn't be able to be doing that. And she's also, you read, like, the hag thing in that. It's Mm -hmm. about your mother's relationship as well, which you looked that up, and... I feel like it's with your mother's whatever because your mother is the one that started this beginning like with your mediumship but it's also you need to detach yourself from her because she is limiting your abilities and that's why it is a new beginning and a death. Just why I feel like when I was in the dream I was thinking about all the things that you just said. You're welcome. Because when I woke up, I was like, okay, that was scary. But I also feel like whatever this crazy hag woman was that was trying to scare me was what I think my mediumship is. But she was screeching no at me because it's not. Yep. And I limit myself to the things that I see around me, which is that dark box that my mother was in. You're welcome. They were whispering that into my ear when you were saying things in the book. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. It's a lot. Everyone's different. We do different things. I don't know where I'm going with it. (laughs) If you guys want to know our, um, I don't know, do you want to talk about more of the normal ones or do you want to put people to our videos so that you can see popular dreams and us psychoanalyzing those? Yeah, you should go watch our YouTube video. But also, guys, we're going to be starting a Patreon extremely soon. And if you want more video, like, dream content, I think it'd be really cool. Let us know. Yeah. If we, like did that for other people like they told us their dreams and we psychoanalyzed them because you can remote view them and i like divination shit with this fucking book yeah (laughs) that's weird yeah you guys want to have us talk about your dreams that'd be fun do that in a patreon do that in patreon yeah so if you want a reading that isn't dreams because that's not (laughs) a service at that point If you didn't get it from this uh, this podcast or you're new to this podcast. Hi, my name's Liv and I'm a psychic medium. And this is M. She's my best friend and we're twin flames. And she's some sort of psychic thing that she doesn't want to talk about. So figure that out. And well, You uh, can tell people I'm a psychic medium. It's fine. She's learning that she's a medium. She I, like I to- talked to ghosts yesterday, guys. Like some like actual people, souls. Not yeah. like spirit guides. Like that's some pretty weird crap. <laughs> I like to refer to her as a shmedium. A shmedium? <laughs> a, a small, small medium. A small medium. she's getting there she's just medium (laughs) but yeah i read tarot cards and Liv and i have a service where we do it together which is even more fun and that's what we did yesterday and it really gets down deep into your uh whatever 
I don't know, closure with your loved ones and cute things with your animals. Yes. So I'm a psychic medium. I'm able to communicate with souls, but I'm also a pet psychic and I can talk to your living plants and your living pets. And uh, Em's really good at doing tarot and speaking to your spirit guides through tarot cards. Because if you haven't had anybody else that you've ever had a tarot reading with tell you this, your spirit guides are the ones that like to manipulate your tarot cards and see not only reads the cards that they manipulate, but also reads them because they talk to her. It's pretty cool. So if you guys want to make a reading, go on to our beautiful website and go under the services. We have bundle services where Em and I do things or bundle different services together. We have group services, which would be super skookum or individual one-on-one time, which is super awesome as well. We have TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, podcast. We have blogs, guys, too. A blog. Go check out our blog. We write lovely things in there that no one looks at. Yeah. So <laughs> if you guys want more content, we bring it to you every Sunday for podcast and, and Wednesdays for YouTube. Oh my God, guys. Next week, we went to a graveyard and we talk about all about the spirits that were there because they weren't all human spirits. And it was super cool. It was Honestly. awesome. We had some spiritual spanking, some like hella spiritual spanking. Our cheeks so are sore. Awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. Well, until then, for all of the people that listen to us, Thanks for being our awesome sidekicks. And for people that are new, welcome to the group. We love you. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow.